When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Great to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Come on in here, baby. Counting down the days until this is a Redemption Thursday edition. And remember, we lock it in with preseason football, so you're not far away at all. In fact, I've got news on that front that's kind of exciting regarding the possibilities in the state of Florida. For this football season, oh, I think you hear me hitting at something. Yep, yep. There are rumors. I tend to be in touch with these people. This is the kind of thing that I pursue. Some would say, good Lord, Cameron, can't you pursue other journalistic, more, uh, you know, perhaps integral to the success of Florida State uh, storylines than gambling in the state of Florida? No, no, I'm going to start with the gambling in the state of Florida because that's a – it's an exciting time for you and I, the sporting guy or gal, right? I'm Jeff. Director Matthew sits where Tom Lang normally sits today, but uh, Tom is here producing the show from from afar. He's got red dots all over him. <laughs> That's true. That is a true story. Uh, and given that, I know you're going to tell the people what your plans are for the next oh, week or so. Oh, yeah. These are good I, plans, baby. I, I want to make sure that your good plans are good plans that actually happen and that you don't hate me for the rest of your life. So. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's a bit strong. I would be disappointed in you, frustrated by you, angry with you. I don't know about hate for the rest of my life. But, uh, Tom, to ensure that I would not come down with whatever's causing these red dots all over him, uh, did the right thing and stayed at home to produce the show today. And I'm appreciative of that. I will let the folks know why it is that uh, you were being careful and, and where I'm going to be for the next, really, uh, eight days uh, if you will, um, traversing about uh, in order to, to go. But I know, you know, you can see, Tom, you see the shirt I'm wearing? I know you like this shirt. Look at that. Look at that mm-hmm. solo. There we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it on that right there. So you saw we rolled it out today, guys. Uh, on Twitter, I know I tweeted it out, and everybody saw this as well. Our relationship with, our continued relationship with the fine folks at Garnet and Gold 
is going to pay off for you. It's going to help you save a ton of money. That's right. So Warchant, uh, a more extensive deal produced with our friends at Garnet Gold that will save you, in some cases, 25%. Look at this. Look on your screen. Now, you're driving around. You're saying, I can't look at the screen, Cameron. Tell me about the deal. So there are Warchant days, all right? And you get 25% off purchases from the College Vault, which is classic FSU gear. Warchant subscribers receive a 10% discount from Garnet and Gold with every purchase, period. So if you just subscribe to Warchant, you're getting 10% off at Garnet and Gold. And on Warchant days, special days, you get 25% off. Sweet Jesus. What a day. What a day. And so uh, tomorrow would have been one of those days, but we're celebrating it in a weird way. We're getting out in front of it anyhow uh, a little bit early uh, because uh, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I will, however, have for you some content in the way of an interview I'm going to do today with Ingram from the Battle's End as we get an opportunity to sit down with him and talk about the collective and talk about aspects that are pretty exciting, exciting, I should say, seven NIL entities officially forming uh, a conglomerate there. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm going to do that post-show today before leaving town, and um, you'll, ha- you'll, you'll have that, you'll hear that, you'll get that content tomorrow. And the reason uh, for that is I'm traveling to Atlanta with uh, my cohort, uh, Ira Chaffel, uh, as we lock up some things we needed uh, to get done before we uh, skip town next week. And, and shall I, Tom, shall I just reveal what it is? Come on, brother. Tell the people. It's been awkward for a week, so make it less awkward. All right. So Aslan, Ira, and myself of the Warchant crew, we are flying out this weekend to Ireland. Uh, obviously, Florida State will be in Ireland to play a football game in 2024 against Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech to kick it off. And uh, the fine folks at Aer Lingus and the folks of the tourism ministry in Ireland and all of that have reached out and they asked to, uh, to fly us over in order to uh, get a sneak peek of what that stadium is like. We're going to do a stand-up live from the stadium there. Well, we, it won't be live to you, but we'll do a stand-up there. You'll get to see some of that. We're going to roll out a lot of the things that are available to you in these various packages uh, and in the surrounding areas um, as, the, as the fall rolls out, as the football season uh, comes to pass. We will also have fresh content while we're there uh, in the form of podcasts and some, I think, video opportunities uh, Aslan and myself, we're going to golf at Port Barnick. Uh, tough life there, as that is a uh, top 50 course in the world. Um, we are going to golf. Uh, it's going to be available, I would think. One would think to you guys as well if you were to purchase the packages and go over to Ireland in 2024. But point is, we're going to go out there and get a sense of that. And um, that's on one of the days. We're going to be doing lots of things in the days to come that the entirety of next week. Uh, again, we'll fly into Dublin. We'll stay there. We'll go to the stadium the first day we're there. We'll meet with those officials. We'll get the lay of the land. We'll have an opportunity to convey to you what that stadium is like, uh, where you want to sit, what the field is like, what the people are like. We're doing Q&As with local Irish media asking us questions about American football, but also, most importantly, Florida State traditions. 
the Florida State fan base, the kinds of things that the folks there in Ireland can expect when Florida State comes over in 2024. So we'll be answering those questions for them and filling them in on the great traditions that Florida State has and its fan base. Uh, from there, we're, we're going over to Waterford. We're going to, to, to go out onto the water. We're going to see a Viking castle. We're going to eat great food. A lot of great things, guys. I could go on, but you'll start to throw up a little bit. You're going to be like, you sons of bitches. Yeah, that's all right. It's going to be grand. We're going to document it all. Ira will be writing stories from there. We'll be producing videos and podcasts from there. We will have a slow build throughout the course of the season in the coming weeks, showcasing the many things uh, that are available to you. So I cannot wait. And, um, yeah, we leave this weekend. And so – uh, it's been a, a weird buildup because we wanted to tell you about this a few weeks back when the deal was in the works and they reached out to us, um, but we were not sure of the logistics and the things that we could and couldn't talk about. So today I can tell you, uh, again, that uh, Aslan of Wake Up Warchant, warchant.com, of course, uh, will be going along with Ira and myself, and we are going to have an absolute blast. And then we get back, and think about this, it's all happening so fast. We get back from Ireland after documenting those days and events and availabilities and exciting times. And we go to Charlotte right off the bat. Tom's holding it down back here, making sure we're set to go. When we get back, we fly in, we land, we sleep, we get in the car, we go off to Charlotte for the ACC kickoff. Yeah, I'm driving, right? That that means I'm driving to Charlotte? Uh, no, I'll drive. Good. I got it. Good, I prefer that. That was just making sure that's a, that's a way to offer it without actually wanting to offer it. Yeah. Next year, the great part is I'll be joining you and everybody on staff, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in Ireland for the real deal, for yeah. the real trip. So you guys get to do the preview and the big trip, and then all of us get to go out there together. And uh, somebody said in the chat, better find a good Knoll pub out there in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys will. Well, I'm gonna, we'll I, I will really work hard to find yeah. the right pub for yeah. uh, the Florida State faithful. Now, I, I've been tasked with that responsibility. Uh, the, the folks there and the meeting we had, I had a meeting with three people uh, yesterday in Dublin and it was kind of cool talking to them there. They sat in Dublin and as we were speaking about the kinds of things we were excited about and the things that the opportunities they were telling us about, I, they, they were explaining Dublin and they were explaining Waterford and other places. And I said, I'm very excited for these two gentlemen also on the screen here, Aslan and Ira, who've not been to Ireland. I'm excited for myself, but I've been to Ireland and I, I know of which you speak, and I look forward to engaging in all these activities and showing these gentlemen the kind of fun and games you can have in Ireland. And so uh, a chance to return uh, to a place that I adore and to a place that I spent my honeymoon uh, almost 14 days there. Well, I think the safe way to put it is you'll get on the radio side of things here on 93.3 and then also on the YouTube side of things with the JCS. You'll get regular updates. Don't want to commit to how many because yeah, your itinerary to... is insane. It is. We're uh, doing a you lot. You guys are going from dawn to dusk every day. There's something going on. Yeah. So we got to carve out periods of time in order to just relay the message of what's happening, what you guys are doing. The longer form stuff is going to be rolled out during the high profile weeks like LSU and Clemson just so that more Knoll fans who aren't as diehard as you all watching and listening right now, they get to hear about the full Monty, the total experience over mm. in Ireland. But for next week, yeah, we'll make sure that we document it. And uh, I get to play the role of all FSU fans that are not you, Ira and Aslan, which is, hey, man, tell me about how cool your day was. What you, <laughs> you find? Uh, and we will. I, I um, You know, Ira is bashful and a little timid when it comes to drinking the Guinness. I am not. 
uh, I, I will engage. Uh, and it won't. Uh, and by the way, Ryan, I too have been to Shannon. I flew out of Shannon. We were there for a day prior. Um, and I just remember one of the cool things about the airport in Shannon, Ireland, was that as I walked in, it was like seven o'clock in the morning. I returned the rental car. I walk. I mean, you want to talk about fulfilling a stereotype? I walk over to get a coffee, and the guy behind the counter asked me if I wanted to be an Irish coffee. I'm like, eh, it's seven a.m. I'm good. He's like, well, you know, you're getting on a flight. Just saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, that was something. That was something. But uh, people are great there. The experiences are great, and we'll bring those to you. And I look forward to doing that and documenting the, the experiences that we're we're talking about. And I, I think I, I think more than anything else, being able to kind of lay out for everybody, you know, where that stadium is and what's what's near to do. There are lots of things to do, and we're going to get a whether it's a museum, the history of Ireland, the ancestry, all the things that you would be interested in exploring. And the kind of, you know, I was just in New Orleans and we talk about going to the National World War II Museum when you're in New Orleans. You know, it's like you have all these things you want to do that's kind of a, a party flavor to it when you're in New Orleans, right? Whether it's the food or the music or the drink and the people and the festivities. But you also like the the history of New Orleans. It's rich. And Ireland is very similar in that way, right? So you, you know of the pubs and you know of the music and the people and the fun-loving nature and all those things. But there's also rich, rich history in Ireland. And that's what I'm looking forward to exploring, the kind of things that have cropped up since I last was there. I know some of that's absolutely uh, in play. Uh, one of the historical museums has only been open for two years just outside of Dublin. We're going there that first day, Tom. So there, there's a lot that I'll be able to experience. Well, the, the other thing that's pretty cool about the timing being over there, I was over in England for British Open week mm. some three, four years ago. You will be over there for the first couple of days of the British Open. I think your travel day is, is on Saturday, but you can watch in real time. They got those morning tea times. They got the wagering. So you can go on Thursday morning, find your betting parlor and say, all right, I love Xander Shoffley in this group. He's going to win. He's going to win the day. And then maybe you pay for a few Irish coffees of your own. Oh, I absolutely would. I absolutely would. Could Keith, I, I see you right. Uh, we need a video of Ira drinking a Guinness. So where we're staying is not far from St. James Gate, the Guinness Brewery. I'm going to walk him over there myself. I, I told him already this is a must. We'll film it, the whole thing. And, you know, he'll be a little, eh. but once he tastes the nectar, Tom, once he, you know, from the source. Yeah, uh, there are a few more. It's bland, you know, it, like it's flavorful, but I, it's not one of those things where I find that, you love it or you hate it. Guinness is just good. Like I, I agree I with you. Truth, I got time with him in the car today. We'll, uh, I'll talk to him about it. I'll massage the situation. So uh, I'm absolutely uh, looking forward to it. By the way, so can I, I want to break away from that for a second. When we come back, Florida State is gaining a ton of momentum right now behind the scenes in recruiting. Really good things are happening in recruiting and there's a huge name tied to this but there are a couple of others that we've been looking at closely that have been on the radar that michael langston has done a very good job of covering and documenting their trips here to tallahassee and where they stand on the recruitment trail and i just want to let you know that it started like day before yesterday started to hear a buzz picked up some yesterday and then today again this morning more buzz involving Florida State recruiting pending commitments, or so it sounds, including the possibility uh, in the not-too-distant future 
And that's one we have a date set on, which I'll talk about in a moment, where you might be able to land an awfully big uh, commit. And uh, just just good to see the wheels turning there in another round, it seems like. We just had that one, you know, where you got three, four guys like that and kind of buoyed everybody. Hearing a little bit about three or four more guys that would really buoy all of us in the world of recruiting. I'll talk about it next. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. My uh, big-time thanks to our, our good friend, uh, Z-Chan. Guy is a uh, tireless supporter and um, kind-hearted giver uh, for the folks here at uh, War Chant and uh, the material that uh, is produced, um, whether it's Wake Up War Chant, Seminole Headlines, Jeff Cameron's show, any of the live events, and, of course, all the articles and the great content we provide. He's always been very, very supportive today. No different. Thanks for that, Z-Chan. We will have a few pops for you, amigo, and uh, it'll be fun to uh, tell you all about it. So we appreciate that. Thank you, Z-Chan. Uh, also, uh, again, a reminder, a great deal that we got going on with Garnet and Gold. I can't emphasize that enough. It's a lot of savings for you. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I, I love, I've had a long standing relationship with, uh, Garnet and gold. Hell, I've 
worked with them on and off for decades, but uh, I, I, w- I would just say that uh, they have the largest selection, and especially that's true of all the cool vault stuff, the, the old school gear that so many people want to want to purchase. And so uh, a huge perk for War Champ members, every single purchase you make, you save 10% at Garnet Gold. And then we have these also, these special rollouts each month where you'll get big savings. So um, as Tom writes, the membership pays for itself. And that is true. That is true. So let's bring Tom back in here because, Tom, I know you're hearing the same things I am, and I don't ever want to rain on a kid's parade uh, when there are pending announcements, but it seems like all of the information we're gleaning now from those that cover this and, and Michael Langston uh, has done a great job for us. And, you know, the, the more you look into this, the more you realize that Florida State may be on the verge of getting a couple, two, three commits here in the next couple of days. So let's just put it that way. Yeah, it uh, looks like you could add to the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. at least one of those commits. Uh, again, you know, if you're looking for the big fish, the end of this month, Charles Lester and his commitment ceremony. Late July, yeah, the end of the July, yeah. Uh, 15 days away. And then there's a giant fish that's out there as well that could bolster your defensive class that might be just after camp. I had said that I, I was looking for the beginning of camp to be this line of delineation. Have they created momentum or not before the beginning of fall camp for the actual football team that's here? I think they're going to do that, but it looks like maybe in the early days of camp they could make another giant splash, which, again, that would help you set the tone for a season in which your home slate doesn't get that good until November. So you want some momentum early in the season. Then you got to proof of concept this thing in September by at least splitting those two big games, host a giant recruiting weekend in November. I think that's when they should for the Miami game. And then you, that's how you piece it together from now till December 15th, the early signing day. You could see the path, but they still got to walk that path. Yeah, and let me read directly. I give Chad Simmons a lot of credit. He does a great job nationally for us and on three. Chad Simmons, a really well-respected figure in the world of recruiting and all that content and his finger on the pulse of much of that. Now, I don't typically chide you by reading word for word, but I will hear because I think it's interesting the way he wrote this and, and how this plays out. It gives you a good timeline, and it it's succinct, and it summarizes better than I could off the cuff. So bear with me here. The official visits are in the books August the 5th. And Tom, you were just alluding to that date. Camp will be underway, we think, by then. And so this would be just after camp gets started. Uh, August the 5th is the commitment date, but the decision is yet to be made. K.J. Bolden, just over three weeks away from his commitment ceremony. And based on intel, there are still multiple schools that are in the mix. The number eight prospect in the country according to On3's rankings, took official visits to Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama. He did that in June. The six-foot, 185-pound, five-star-plus recruit also took an unofficial visit to Florida State last month. Auburn received a couple of unofficial visits in the spring as well. Georgia has been a constant if you followed Bolden's recruitment over the last year or longer. And the in-state Bulldogs remain obviously a favorite. But Kirby Smart's program has company. Ohio State is a very strong contender. The Buckeyes have been. Bolden has family on the staff and has always been on the Buckeyes. The Big Ten program is expected to be in it to the end as well. Quote again from Simmons, I still like those two the most when talking about favorites to land Bolden. When talking other schools in the mix, Clemson has faded. 
One time, the Tigers were considered a top three school on Bolden's list. Alabama is still on the board, and you can never count out the Crimson Tide. Auburn is surging late, and Bolden plans to visit the Plains one more time later this month before deciding. The school that has quickly become one to watch a little bit closer, though, is Florida State. In recent days, the buzz around the Seminoles has picked up significantly. According to a source, Mike Norvell's program, which which was Bolden's dream school, has become a true contender and one that is ascending the list. As of July 13th, quote, I'm not ready to put Florida State at the top just yet, but they are very much in a better position than they were a few weeks ago. There are still a lot of moving parts in the recruitment, and outside of Clemson, no others have really been eliminated. There's still some level of confidence in Athens and Columbus, but the program in Tallahassee is picking up late steam. That's big news, man. That is really big news. Um, The way that's worded, Tom, suggests to me that he figures that that momentum will just continue to grow. Yeah, the one thing I would take issue with, just being on the ground here, I, I don't know that there was ever a lack of steam for this particular player in Florida State. It's just that when you are rising as a program, and Florida State certainly is, maybe it's not recognized by national heads as much until later in the process Mm -hmm. when they believe it's more legitimate. I just, from what I've heard, Florida State has always been in the ear of K.J. Bolden, and he's always been listening to the things that Florida State's saying. Now, being in the ear of a kid and, and securing a commitment are two completely different things, I understand, but there are plenty of players over the years that didn't want to hear what Florida State was saying. But this particular player has been listening. So to me, the one issue I would take with that update is they're gaining steam. I think they've always had it. I just think it's getting to a point relative to his commitment where now people around the country are saying, oh, wow, okay, Florida State's legitimately in this. This isn't just a thing where it's my dream school, but I'm never going there. And perhaps the the, the wording is, is poor, but I, again, I think the part of this that stood out at the end, you're right, I, I think Florida State's always been a contender, so maybe we're at odds with gaining steam or, or, or however you want to look at that. But I would say I think he means relative to the two powers here, maybe the three powers here, if you include Alabama. So you're, yeah. you're looking at Georgia, you're looking at Ohio State as the two biggest contenders for reasons that are spelled out in the article. And then you're looking at an Alabama or a Clemson. Clemson appears to have been eliminated now is what it sounds like based on this. And then from there, you know, you have others like Auburn and, you know, we know how Auburn is. They're, they're really fighting hard to get that thing turned around, and they've got means to do it. But yeah. when you get to the bottom, you get there is still a level of confidence in Athens and Columbus, but the program in Tallahassee is picking up some late steam. So I think he means relative to them that, that all of a sudden Florida State is a viable contender to outdo yeah. an Ohio well, State or a Georgia here. I think the hard part always is, and this was you all of last year before early signing day, is do you want to make your best and final offer to a kid in July or August? you know, Or might you save your best and final pitch for late November, early December? That's the one thing that worries me when you get to the stratosphere of the five-star plus category, where it's industry unanimous. This kid is an absolute stud, and something crazy has to happen for them not to be a very good player for you. So... When you're up, when you're batting here with the elite, do they always play all their cards this early in the process, or do they save a few for down the stretch? Are we doing that? It's just hard to know. But now that we're in a different place, in a different era of college football, 
I just I wonder about some of these players. Like Auburn, you just said it, they're desperate to turn it around. Yeah. Might Auburn on December the 5th put out texts to to a bunch of recruits and say, hey guys, guess what? This is how desperate we are for your services. And might that actually gain traction? It's just it's hard for me, especially when you get to this stratosphere of a player, to say they got it unlocked. But the good news is people around the country are saying, yeah, Florida State's a legitimate player for the best of the best now. It's changing. All of it's changing, just like the expectations are changing and what we think this year should be. And, you know, when you look at these season previews, uh, you know, I read one yesterday that had us losing to LSU, had us losing to Clemson, and had us losing to Pitt on the road. And I thought, okay, well, that's a national pundit. That's somebody looking at it from a distance, and they're looking at the results from last year's schedule, and they're saying, and I, and I said this to you, Tom, and I, and I understand where it comes from, and it kind of warms my heart to know that people are sort of, it, it serves in a weird way as a blinder because Florida State, and this is a fact, had opportunities against the best teams on their schedule not named LSU to really make an impact and change hearts and minds about where this program was and didn't, there is still significant doubt by those covering the team and covering the sport from a distance, right? They're, they're like, well, wait a minute now. You, one of the better teams you played on your schedule was Wake, and you lost that game at home. You know, you, you, you had an opportunity to beat Clemson finally, and they came to Tallahassee, and you couldn't beat them either. Yep. And – you went on the road and you knocked out the starting quarterback for NC State. And grant you, at NC State, it is a tough place to play, and they have a good defense. But you knocked their quarterback out of the game. In essence, they didn't have a means of throwing a forward pass, and you lost to them too. And then when you played Florida, who was not a good football team and just lost to Vanderbilt, all these things, right? They moved the ball at will against you, up and down the field against your defense. You couldn't stop the run to save your life. Then you played another fairly impotent Oklahoma team that had struggled all year long, 6-6 six and six record. They were without some of their starting offensive linemen, and they moved the ball at will. Why should I believe in you? That seems to be one way of looking at Florida State, right? The other way of looking at Florida State is, yeah, but they've gone from a 3-win to a 5-win to a 10-win team, and there is real momentum and real quality and depth of quality Within that offense, regardless of results a year ago, who's going to deny that Johnny Wilson's a real-deal player, that Trey Benson's a real-deal player, that Jordan Travis, that the offensive line is deep, that they've added tight ends, and that they brought in Keon Coleman? Like, you would have to be a fool to dismiss the significant upgrades of this offense. Yeah, look, to me, there's the one legitimate concern amongst all of those, which is what gives with these performances out of nowhere one a year? Like I get teams have clunkers and that that's going to happen for most teams, not named 2013 Florida state. Mm -hmm. But what is it with this Jacksonville state and then NC state where it's just, I mean, NC state, you score 20 points, you win the game with that offense. What gives, I mean, that is tough to take. And if I'm on the outside looking in, I'm saying you're always good for one of those until you're not Florida state. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to doubt you. And I think that is fair. But the reason that I would retort to this person that you have to be more bullish on Florida State is they're better. They didn't just stay the same. That is correct. This roster, this roster got better in a lot of areas, not the least of which are on both the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, I, I think it's – to me, it's unavoidable from a national perspective that you're going to get pushback on the immediate postseason projections for this football team to be – 
top five, top ten. There was always going to be a counter. The further we got into the summer, the more people went back and looked, the more people thought, well, wait a minute, what is behind all this momentum? Let's really look at what they did. And there, would, there was always going to be pushback. But finding a balance and finding a way to look at it, it's hard to be objective. Everybody's got an opinion, uh, and that's fine. It, it, this is the opinion game. It's a beautiful thing. It's why we love the sport. We're all going to chime in about what we think. But I think when you're trying to be objective and you do a preseason write-up, whether you're a Phil Steele or you know, whomever else, right, you're saying, okay, well, this is what they were a year ago, some good, some bad, some in between. But what are they now? Well, what they are, to your point now, is different than what they were a year ago. And we already saw the elements of success. They've only added to that. And I think where I would be inclined to project Florida State as a minimum of a 10-2 and two type campaign is, let's say I give you a narrow loss to LSU and a narrow road loss to a good Clemson team. Those are both entirely possible. This wouldn't be shocking. Those aren't bad losses. Nothing. It's just it's, it's football. You're playing two good teams, and neither one of them are you playing in Tallahassee. Even if I give you that – how could I not see the improvement on the defensive line that changes the way games are played, changes down and distance on the regular, changes the opportunity in the secondary to make plays, changes what the linebackers can be if they play clean, right, and they're healthy. So I don't know how one would overlook that. You have a top 10 draft pick arguably on one side of the defensive line. You got another that is potentially all ACC, certainly. You've got – Options in the middle in a rotation that will see three guys, probably before it's all said and done, four guys get drafted. Okay, you, you've got that in the middle. You have a, a sure thing in Renardo Green. I'm not telling you he's Deion Sanders, but he's a good football player at one corner. We're not entirely certain who's going to start at the other corner, but let's just assume it's Ventral Cypress. We've seen him in ACC play be very, very good. And then you have what we think is going to be a player in Shaheen Brown that, uh, you know, I, I will, will man the safety position adequately at, at the least. I just, it's hard not to, to be bullish on Florida state. And I'm not mad at people who aren't, that's fine. It's just like, when you do it that way, it's hard not to, to be bullish on Florida state. Yeah. Are they better? Are they worse? Or are they the same? And you go position by position. It's hard to find one in which they're worse than last year it's hard safety maybe because you're you're pinning your hopes on Shaheen Brown taking that next step and being completely healthy for 12 games because Jamie Robinson's been your leading tackler for the last two seasons mm -hmm. so I get that that might be fair corner it should be better I mean it how, how can it not be it was pretty average to subpar last year linebacker the same maybe better because of health but at worst the same defensive interior better defensive end better Offensive line, better. Receiver, yes. Tight end, yes. Run. I mean, so you see where we're going here is they've improved just about everywhere on the football field. The question is kicker, and the question is circumstances maybe around health and or one waiver that we're all waiting on still. Kicker's a big one, man. That is uh, that is a big one. We need one of those kids to step in there and play with confidence. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. I was calling through a festival way out west. I was thinking about love and 
Time to uh, engage with another tub talk. Let's do it. The folks at Pinch a Penny are making it really easy to finally get that hot tub or spa that you've been thinking about happening right now. And for a limited time, you can get discounts and rebates of up to $5,000 plus 0% financing for 60 months. That means you can get that hot tub in your backyard that you've always wanted. They'll throw in the installation and the covers included there. It's just $99 a month. The owner is excited. Mentioned that uh, in all of his time, all of his years in business, he's never seen the company this motivated to offer these kinds of deals. And uh, it's the best you're going to get. There are over 50 hot tubs and spas in stock right now. It's a massive 12,000 square foot inventory showroom, if you will. Just go take a look and get all the answers you need. Pinch a penny on Greer Street just off of Capital Circle. Tom, yesterday when we did this, we kind of analyzed some teams within the state. We've analyzed roster. We've done all of that. You know, I'm kind of curious. I haven't asked you this yet. Um, but I, Clemson. So we sit, by the way, 43 days removed from the start of college football. Just 43. So let's have that conversation. 43! Get us through the weekend, baby. We're in the 30s. And on the other side of Ireland, you'll be square in the 30s. Oh, I it, well, I'll start feeling desperate like the coaches. <laughs> you know, I'll start feeling desperate like the coaches where I'm kind of like, uh, hey, man, can you believe this? But uh, so, okay, Clemson. And to me, I, this is an interesting season for Dabo Sweeney. I happen to be friends with a diehard Clemson fan and he, he was worried going into the uh, offseason initially right but they hired Garrett Riley he came over from TCU and now he'll be the guy that guides Cade Klubnick and of course Garrett Riley is uh, most famous uh, as as being the the other Riley, <laughs> uh, given and that, we made jokes about this all the time, but that offense was prolific a year ago at TCU. I think it was a good hire, but what it represents, more importantly, regardless of what happens with Clemson this year, is that somebody was able to usurp Dabo Sweeney's authority and mandate change. Because I guarantee you. He wasn't going to make that change. And that is unfortunate because I think they were headed down a path that would see them frustrated and filled with much consternation. Now, I'm not so sure. Where is your head on that? Well, that's news to me that it was it was made clear to Dabo well, that something was, was made clear to him that he needed to do something. I don't think Dabo has a history. First of all, look at his antiquated views of modern college football and players and coaches and all of that. There's To me, there's zero chance he just willy-nilly decided, hey, this isn't working. I'm getting rid of this guy. I'm now going to go get this coordinator. I don't think that happened. I, I am making assumptions there. Well, if that's the case, though, then you've got two coaches in completely different situations of job security, one at Texas A&M and one at Clemson, 
that might have offensive coordinators that wouldn't have been their choice, and so therefore they have to get along with them. The difference is that Dabo, I don't know, this is a complicated one because you saw Dabo on the play sheet a lot more last year. He was chiming in, at least in the conversation, not calling the plays. But when you have a control freak and you get in that control freak's way, it could spiral out of control quickly. And in, in Jimbo's case, I think that is an absolute car wreck waiting to happen. I look forward to watching that season and seeing how it unfolds. But with Dabo, I have a harder time saying definitively this is a sign of an issue because he's proven in a past iteration of this stint in Clemson that he's willing to take a pay cut for coordinators in order to save his own job. So Dabo's a tougher one to figure than Jimbo in this situation. Yeah, I think that when you're talking about Venables in particular, he was there at a time when Dabo was up against it before he became the guy before, yeah. you know, and so what, what helped turn that program around were many of those guys before Dabo had real cachet. So anything that's happened post that, I find really interesting because once he became Dabo Sweeney, national championship coach, success uh, king, by the way, there in Clemson, South Carolina. I mean, what he says is what they, you know, obviously celebrate and, and hold aloft, even when it's dumb, and it often is. But because he's so insulated, nobody really says anything to him, and he's been very successful to the point. So I, I just don't think he would have been keen on change if he didn't have to be. I think somebody had to have pulled him aside and said, man, this ain't it. I mean, this, this, look where we're headed here. You got an opportunity to make a great hire. Yeah, I, I think it is objectively a good hire. It's just if the if the working environment is not great, that's the best hope for Florida State is that he is, you know, kicking and screaming into this transition. And so, therefore, there's dysfunction that uh, plays out on the field. I just think not living up to expectations, separate the coordinator hire, is better news for Florida State. So if they were to lose two games again this year and maybe they don't make the ACC championship or they don't make the playoff or whatever – Dabo's skin is extremely thin for a guy who was able to wear it quite well when Steve Spurrier was hammering him with the haymakers year after year. And usually it was like every three months or so you'd see a, a quote from Spurrier taking a shot at Dabo and Clemson. You'd be like, dear God, that is nuts. When Dabo arrived to the place that he's at, he's like the people who say triggered are the people who have the thinnest skin. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, of course. Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's yeah. a correlation there. Dabo couldn't finish a question that had nothing to do with his legacy at Clemson last year, the ACC kickoff without taking shots at people within the Clemson administration for complaining about the nature of the success he's given them. Like that, that to me is a bigger sign of an issue would be the overall result against expectations than maybe the coordinator part, because Chad Morris was an unproven guy that Dabo was willing to pay an awful lot of money in order to save his own skin. So he does have every once in a while, in his history, documented proof of seeing the bigger picture. Yeah, what it, it, is. it was all pre-winning championships, though. I, that's all I'll keep saying is that was all pre-winning championships. And once he did that, he was king. Well, you couldn't say anything to him. Now, again, the other part of this, if we just remove the inner operations and what we think it means for program health and relationships and administrative relationships with Dabo and his – you're hiring Lincoln Riley's brother – one would think that it it doesn't fall too far from the tree. That Garrett Riley, who was at SMU, by the way, then went to CCU. He has a track record of kicking ass on offense. So it, it would seem that he is upwardly mobile. 
Um, it's fascinating. That could be the hire that we're all looking back on going, damn it, man, we were this close. It was falling apart, and now that dude comes in here, and they're good. Or, or, or the culture's a mess, and you have to hope that that continues to be the case. Yeah, okay, so when, when Jimbo first took over 13 years ago, he was helped by the fact that there was dysfunction at the other universities. Urban was crashing into the side of a mountain. Yep. Miami thought they were back. They've been thinking they're back. Thinking they're back forever today, yep. Yeah, so that helps matters, but you're allowed to be good even when your opponent makes a good hire too. Like You're allowed to still catch them and surpass them even though they're good. Like You could say that Dabo in 2014, by that period of time, kind of had passed Florida State. They found a way to lose to Sean McGuire because they didn't want to play Deshaun Watson. Weird. But that program was building into something that we weren't anymore. We, we were losing the steam. They were gaining it. And there was a period of time where we were both good. It was brief. And then they took over for the better part of the last 10 years. But you're allowed to run them down even if this is a good hire. And you're allowed to pass them even if this is a good hire, I think. I think I think that is uh, without question uh, a reality here that Florida State. I mean, your thought and my thought is that Florida State will win the ACC this year. That the Florida State will in fact surpass Clemson by winning the conference. Wrestling that conference championship away from Clemson is the first step to the greater things. Once you do that, and that is in your back pocket, and you leave no more room for doubt about where this thing is headed. I mean, I think most people recognize it's headed in the right direction. But if you want to hit them over the head with a slant, sledgehammer, go win the conference and win 10 or 11 games again and back up last season's success with even greater success and slay uh, your enemies along the way, in particular Clemson, who you've not been able to beat for close to a decade. Yes, that changes the conversation. Uh, yes, that's the other thing here. Sometimes it could be simple. It's like when we talk about the X's and O's of football, but if you can't block anybody, then you can't win. Right? Yep, that's yep. one of your famous things. It made college game day. Yeah. If we can't block whatever, yeah. we are screwed. Samford, uh, wasn't it? Samford? Yeah, if we can't block Samford, we are screwed. Yeah. And we are screwed. Yeah. That was a, a great moment. You know, we got to beat them. It's just pretty simple. It's been forever since we beat them. Uh, the second to last time we beat them, was 10 years ago when we were up there standing on the sidelines. That's the second most recent win for Florida State in this rivalry. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That is nuts. So let's just start it very simply. Let's beat them, put the pressure on them, because even if they get a, a rematch with us, I would argue the pressure's still on them. It's not on us. It's on the King Dabo to figure it out in game two against Florida State. Don't lose two in a row to Florida State, then you're definitely miles behind them, and that's the pitch you could make. But let's just start it with a conversation end of September on the 23rd. Can we just beat them, please, and get this thing off our back? It's so funny, though. I do think if you were to pose this question and say to somebody, hey, you got to lose the game to Clemson at Clemson in order to win the championship game and win the conference title, you just got to, you know, you got to do that or pick another game on the schedule that you're willing to lose. I think we would all say, okay, we'll wear that because it's the least damaging of the potential losses. Like it's another loss to Clemson that will annoy the hell out of you and it'll extend a streak. But in truth, if you're thinking about the college football playoff, which is still in play at that point, unless you've lost to both of them, LSU and Clemson, then you would take that loss and nobody would look at you with a John Desai. They'd say, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think you're correct there. The one consideration, though, is the ACC championship game would be for the Bohica at that point. Well, yeah, man, I know you and I feel a special kind of pressure about the Bohica, but I don't think the players recognize. I don't think they know about 
the <laughs> the albatross that could be the Bohica. <laughs> no. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV.